the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area. Your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Getting my levels up to speed, getting them up to par, so I sound right in my own head. If I sound right in my own head, I sound right on air. It's an odd thing to say, but when you wear headphones, it kind of cancels out some noise, so you don't know if you're screaming, you don't know where you are. Got a good show planned for you today. Great show, in fact. Um... I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing some of my best work right here, right now. And I could always use feedback. We've got a new program director in town, a new sheriff in town, and he's like, hey, Rob, do what you want to do. And what I want to do is what you want me to do. Got an email from a 60-year-old man yesterday saying, do more shorting stocks. I'm not going to short stocks. I'm not going to talk about it. It's rain, uh, dangerous. It's risky. It's not appropriate. The people who do talk about shorting stocks on air are people who buy infomercials. They basically are trying to woo you by how smart they are. I would be very, very careful. I'm not going to sensationalize. And shorting a stock, like saying something like, I think Google should be worth a dollar. It's, it's moronic. It's foolish. It's going to hurt people. So I am looking for feedback, but you got to understand, some of your feedback ain't going to be appropriate. So if you want me to help, you know, do investing for teenagers, that's probably not appropriate. 10 o'clock in the afternoon? No. Or 10 o'clock in the morning? Not a chance. Like, there's not a lot of teenagers listening. There's a lot of parents who have teenagers, so maybe, you know, we, we angle it that way. But I am looking for your feedback, and I say that very genuinely. You can do it one of uh, three ways. First way would be to call the show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Who doesn't love a good Spice Girl song? Second way to give me your feedback is email rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Third way to give me your feedback is our live blog, talk910.com, talk910.com. I'll even go as far as uh, a fourth way, but when you go to that live blog, talk910.com, you got to hit my face anywhere between 10 and noon, and then you hit the blog button, and uh, you can give feedback that way. Fourth way is my Facebook page. My Facebook page is under a group. Don't ask to be my friend. You have to sign into your own account, hit the word group, or just go up to search and say, I hate Rob Black. And then, boom, you'll come up with uh, an area that's designated for me and you to get together and talk investing and ideas. So there you go. Today I'm going to talk. I got three great stock ideas for you. I got politics and investing in the news. I got a little tech talk. And when I do tech talk, there's a stock angle to it, and there's a digital lifestyle angle to it. I got a little bit on homes. We in the Bay Area, we in California who own homes, we're concerned about home prices. And I got a little bit about bin Laden. Osama bin Laden, I'm going to crown him the winner. 
I know you're saying, what are you talking about? Trust me, you're going to want to stick around for this one. A little later in the show, we got a little Kim Commando. Kim Commando is going to talk about how to protect your laptop in case it gets stolen, how you can recover it. Good stuff. Now, it might be a little bit too soon. And for instance, I'm one of those guys who pushes the a little bit too soon envelope. We lost a program director here, John Scott, who I was very fond of, good man. And I asked for his office within 24 hours. Little bit too soon, right? Here's one that is also a little bit too soon. But there's an investment angle, and I got to do it. I'm sorry. Post-quake tsunami, it swept away a fleeing bus of tourists. This was one of those horrific stories that hit the news in the last, I'd guess, 72 hours. Whereas 40 retirees enjoying summer vacation at a seaside campground nestled under the pine trees knew that they had to move fast to avoid Chile's powerful earthquake. They knew a tsunami was going to come. It comes in three waves. Surged 200 meters into the Pacific Ocean Resort town, and it dragged away the bus they had piled into. 40 people in a bus on vacation swept out to sea. Now, on the good side of things, they were retirees. So they had lived a good life. They had paid their income taxes. On the bad side of things, what a way to go. In a bus with 40 old people? I'd rather be eaten by a shark. So it might be a little bit too soon, but it's a horrific story, right? And I guess the first lesson we have today is horrible things happen to people. And you got to be prepared for it. But I started looking at Chile. Or Chile, as I like to say. What's the music playing? Hold on. Let's see if I can associate. Dance. Oh. It's dancing shaking? Oh, shake it up. Shake it up. Got it. Oh, I'm a little stupid. Cars. (laughs) So the Chile earthquake. We'll go to break with this. And everyone go, oh, that's so wise. The Chilean earthquake, it could boost economic growth. I know you're saying too soon, Rob, too soon. You're talking about economic productivity going up because of an earthquake? Uh-huh. So the morning of February 27th, and I got a lot of great insight here for you. Morning of February 27th, central and southern Chile was shaken by an 8.8 earthquake. It was felt throughout most of the entire country. It caused severe damage in six regions. That's pretty nutty. So um, it's hit about 60% of the country's 17 million inhabitants. The quake was followed by tidal waves that devastated coastal towns in southern Chile and the only settlement in Juan Fernandez. Now, where's Juan Fernandez? It was what Robbins Crusoe was involved in with the archipelago in the Pacific Ocean, which belongs to Chile. The death toll as of Sunday, and this is a little bit old, I'm sorry, was 711 plus people. And it's obviously going to rise. A lot of the deaths appear to have been the result of tidal waves rather than the earthquake itself. That's pretty surprising, right? This is the second most powerful earthquake of all time that we've recorded in the United St- in the world. And, and most of it's tidal waves. See, Chile's got a history of earthquakes. They've developed high anti-seismic building standards. They've got preliminary estimates of about 1.5 million homes damaged, of which about a third of them are going to have to be demolished. Most of those were old buildings of adobe. Adobe would be, you know, sand, clay, straw, water. Few modern apartments suffered significant damage. And people were only trapped inside one modern apartment. So the second greatest earthquake in history, it didn't create the devastation that that you've seen in Haiti. Because Haiti, they don't have the earthquake codes. So the greatest damage was to roads, where a number of overpasses collapsed. Other public infrastructure, such as the airport... A typically for an earthquake, the fact that it occurred at night probably limited the death toll. 
because the infrastructure was hurt more than the housing. Interesting, right? Now, the disaster response was pretty good. Chile is a world economy. They had a restoration of democracy in 1990. Institution building, increasing prosperity. Now, you know when I say increasing prosperity, that means middle class growing. And middle class is power economies, and powerful economies move stock markets. Now, despite some mistakes, you know, particularly the Navy's initial insistence that there was no risk of a tsunami and inevitable criticism, it's, it's generally done pretty well, the, the disaster response, armed forces, utility companies, voluntary fire service, other civilization, civil organizations. The road connections, because of its geography, Chile is unusually dependent on one main road, which is called the North-South Pan-American Highway. Now, this highway suffered significant damage between Santiago and Tamuca. Now, including the collapse of one major bridge, it's although it's passable for small vehicles, it may be sometime before real traffic gets back into Chile. Reconstruction costs. It's going to boost economic growth, a lot like bailing out the United States from our recession. When we spend a trillion dollars, we get economic growth, GDP, 3 to 6%. Sweet. Stock market can work in that environment. Fiscal spending, even though it's coming from the government, it, it helps the stock market. Now, the 2010 budget drawn up by the outgoing government, it was approved by their Congress in Chile in November. It expects about a 4.3% increase in spending. Not too shabby, right? Now, if you throw on additional help, additional aid, additional investment to repair roads and bridges, that's going to be a lot of Chileans at work. Now, again, only 711 Chileans have died. This is an economic disaster, yes. This is a natural disaster, yes. This is a social disaster, yes. But there's going to be a huge investment opportunity that comes out of it. Private investment in Chile is on the boom. Chile's medium-term growth and benefit of incoming government could provide uh, basically expertise for disaster relief. Now, there's three investments that I have in the world of earthquakes, particularly in tsunamis. One of them is called Teledyne, ticker symbol TDY. So basically, it's a tsunami play. It makes a component of a tsunami warning system. So tsunamis are great press for this technology. I know it sounds crazy. You're saying, Rob, I'm not telling you to go out and buy it because the earthquakes already happened. This is something you buy before the next big earthquake. Taylor Devices. This is a company that dampens, literally soaks up energy of an earthquake-induced motion. It prevents structural damage. Stock potential buy, but if it spikes, you're going to be too late. So again, hugely flawed play investing in earthquakes after the earthquake. You got to invest in earthquakes before the earthquake. And there's another company called Sutron, ticker symbol STRN, which makes tide stations. They monitor the seas and they can detect storm surges and tsunamis. Stock is very illiquid. It's crazy. Um, but again, if you get it at the right time, maybe the morning of, I don't know. Maybe you start feeling a shaker right here in San Francisco. You jump on your E-Trade account, boom, 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 buy these three stocks. Maybe it's a play. I'm not telling you it is. But the names of them are Teledyne Technologies, TDY, Taylor Devices, T-A-Y-D, and Sutron, S-T-R-N. Is it too early to think about investing in natural disasters? Am I a fool? Am I a jerk? You tell me. I'm fine with it, but how do you tell me? You pick up the phone and you call the show, 800-345-5639. It's 800 345 Five six three nine. Should you invest in disasters? Because that's when you get the best prices. Buying real estate after an earthquake a lot better than buying real estate before an earthquake. Eight hundred three four five fifty six thirty nine. It's the Rob Black Show. Nine ten a.m. 
more stimulating talk. Black Show. Phones are surprisingly silent, considering I had such a first great segment. It went straight to the Smithsonian. They approved it, surprisingly. It's in the Radio Hall of Fame. It's all about earthquakes and investing in tsunamis. I know, you're saying too soon, Rob, too soon. Yes, it was. Got some things that I want to talk about tomorrow. Not only am I going to be talking to Dan Rusnowski from the San Jose Sharks about the Olympics, we'll be talking about... What a letdown coming back from the Olympics. How can the Sharks have a strong finish to the season? But more importantly, I'm going to be doing an Academy Awards of Financial Movies tribute show. So you can start thinking about your favorite financial movie. You could other people's money. Uh, ruthless people. You could start thinking about money movies that you want to call in on and... Uh, Tie it into the show. It's probably one of those douche Ron Owen type topics. Like, hey, the Academy Awards are right around the corner. Let's talk movies. But unlike Ron Owens, I'm going to show you how to make money. Unlike Ron Owens, I'm going to get your butt to retirement. So that's tomorrow. And I got a birthday show coming up. Is it the 25th, the 26th of March? It's the 26th, right? In San Mateo. 25th. Where is it going to be? March 25th. It's O'Neill's Pub in San Jose. And it's a birthday show. And I know you're saying, well, that's pretty, uh, well, tooting your own horn. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Toot! Toot, toot! And uh, that's coming up March 25th at O'Neill's Pub. It's going to be like 5 to 7-ish, 5 to 7-ish, maybe 4 to 7-ish. And it's at O'Neill's Pub. And it's just going to be like a meet and greet. And, you know, I'll probably talk for maybe five minutes. And I'll bring some handouts on great investment ideas. And we'll have prizes. we got a 21-inch monitor to give away. Uh, if I could do a 13-month anniversary show, a 14-month anniversary show, a 15-month anniversary show, I would. In large part, it's fun to get out. It's fun to break away from the studio. My thought here is, I don't know if you remember, but I started right around March 16th, March 23rd on Clear Channel. And uh, it was kind of a tough time. I replaced Dennis Miller. You know, a lot of people were very fond of Dennis Miller. Um, he's, a, you know, a great American comic. Uh, one month later, I did a, a you know, woo, I made it a month without getting canceled uh, kind of event. I did it in television. I did it in radio. I wouldn't television. My boss said I wouldn't last six months. Uh, eight years later, you know, I still have my little June 15th celebrations where I'm like, sweet. Made it another, another, you know, 250 shows, 500 shows, uh, what have you. So I've done too many shows to suck at what I do. That's the one thing I could tell you is I've done too many shows. Uh, let me throw this out here for you. It's a freebie. It's coming up on March 18th. And this is one of the coolest things that I think I can throw out there for you. Um, San Jose Museum of Art is doing a free event from 6 to 8.30. And basically it's Experience Wayne Thiebaud. Um, I'm buying Wayne Thiebaud. Um, American artist, living artist. I tend not to like buy an American artist, trust me. But this is an investment for me, so I'm going. 
Uh, Wayne Thiebaud, T-H-I-E-B-A-U-D, real and hyper real juicy paint. So it's an event, but you have to go sign up. So you have to figure out how to sign up at San Jose Museum of Art.org. I'm going to be at this event. Um, it's a freebie. And uh, Wayne Thiebaud, uh, his, his artwork is going to be on display um, Thursday, March 18th from 6 to 8.30. You can sign up at San Jose Museum of Art.org. Org. And I've got a lot of listener base down in the South Bay. Let's talk about some other stories that are out there today. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I think it's the, let's go to Ryan. Ryan in San Francisco. Ryan in San Francisco. Hey, Rob. How are you? Good, Ryan. Good. I have a theoretical question for you. Oh, God. I, don't, I hate theoretical questions. Well, uh, you'll understand why in a second I'm asking it. But So if you have a friend okay. who has a business... And doing relatively well, but not reporting any income taxes. Maybe ninety percent of taxes are not reporting. Would you turn? Would you turn them in? It's not really a friend, like a wife's friend, but if you knew somebody that was not paying your income taxes, was making a half a million a year, would you turn them in or not turn them in? I personally would not, because I, I feel like I live in a glass house. If you were to look at my tax returns, Ryan. You would say, I think you were a little aggressive on your clothing budget last year. And I bet if I look at your tax returns, I could find something that looks a little bit aggressive. If you know what I'm saying. Look, they report nothing, almost almost nothing. I think that's cra- money. Yeah, I think it's crazy, and he will get his one day. If they're, and they're smuggling money, let's say, to other countries to bank <laughs> it, would you, would you turn them in or not turn them in? I mean, I keep them out of public school and get them to and everything else, but they don't yeah. pay me taxes like I have to. Is that fair? How are you going to feel if someone does that to you one day? And ba- like, for instance, he thinks that um, you talking to a, a blonde is cheating on your wife, and he goes to your wife and says, "Yeah, I saw Ryan cheating on his wife." Like, I don't know how much of this you're taking out of context. I'm not a big narc guy. I'm not a big um, go tattle. I think that you know the IRS will catch him at some point in time. They'll look at his expenditures and they'll see that you know how how the hell does he have a boat? And he you know it makes ten thousand dollars a year. So I think down the road he'll get his, but I don't know, Ryan. I don't want to be the voice of morality. What would you do? What are you, are you, gonna, are you thinking about turning him in? Well, you know, I, I'm a little bit uh, kind of uh, upset that I pay for all the uh, – I pay my taxes. And I'm sure I have a few here and there, but I do report my taxes. Um, and they do hide them as well. They don't have any, any boats or any kind of – Yeah. Have you consider, I mean, Well, he's paying for a house probably, and he's got – income taxes to, to housing to property taxes that he's paying so there are some flags on him probably no i mean they rent they only rent everything oh, they only rent so i don't know about it but kind of resentful is you know, yeah. fair share and i pay up money in taxes and they don't uh, that's true or will they get caught on their own i don't know yeah do you think i mean i think the better question for you is what are you going to do ryan you going to turn them in i tend not to i don't want to live in like a, you know Turn to neighbors. I don't want to get that kind of environment. Um, but you know, it's not fair. Maybe life's not fair, and I just have to accept it. If they get caught, they're taking the risk. If they get caught, they get caught. I guess. Yeah, and I, I don't have a right answer. And again, I, I again, I tend not to like to mess with other people. Although this is that's an interesting question. Like if I see a bad mother like dragging her kid through a store, I'll snicker. I'll say you probably shouldn't bring your kids to the store if you're going to have to drag them through the store. So, and, you know, I'll snicker loud enough that she can hear me, but I don't have the courage or the balls to go up to her and say, you know, you're a bad mother. Yeah, it just upsets me that some people don't pay their fair share, that's all. Oh, my God. If you thought, if you want to go further than that, I mean, a lot of people don't pay their fair. 60% of Americans don't pay any federal taxes. 
Do they have to? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd like to see them. They consume. They, they drive on my road. They, they send their kids to my schools. So, so. turn them in? If you knew one specific example that meant millions of dollars in taxes? <laughs> we come back to that, Ryan. I'm going to have to ponder that. Maybe right. we could maybe we could open that up to to the listeners and see what they have to say. And thanks for the call. They can drop me an email. Should Ryan turn in his neighbor? His neighbor's not paying taxes and he's pissed. He's upset. He's got a point. Should Ryan turn in his neighbor? Uh, 800-345-5639 or rob at robblack.com or talk910.com under the blog. Let's go to Carl in Petaluma. Carl? Hey, Rob. I, I think you should go for the big bounty that they're offering on tax sheets. Really? Are they are they starting new kickbacks and uh, rewards for turning in tax sheets? No, I think there's something coming down along that line. There always has been a certain amount of incentive to flip on your neighbor, but uh... <laughs> that's just wrong. Like you know, Carl, there, there's the big thing on the road. Like dial nine one one if you see a drunk driver. Got it before. I want to do it to people that are just jerks who cut me off, <laughs> and I think that's sick. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That's uh, very human. So if someone flicks me off, I'm calling 911 and saying they were drinking their minds out and swerving everywhere. So, and that's not cool. Yeah, that's when you wish you had the uh, dash-mounted evaporay. <laughs> that's funny, a dash-mounted evaporay. You got a patent on that? Uh, I'm, I'm still working on it. You should get it done. So I was thinking about a sky crane. Oh, yeah. where, you, where you can pay a helicopter with a crane to come take the car and, and take it off the road. <laughs> I'd like that, too. So what's your question or thought of the day? Well, hey, two things. The first one, uh, I, caught the, I caught the tail end of what you were talking about as so far as tsunami detection uh, uh, technology. And, yeah. Uh, you were thinking maybe that's a little bit too edgy considering uh, Chile just happening. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's the right on time to do it because it's a very, it's a very positive thing. I, I did a fair amount of work in uh, disaster response and... Anything that's going to help uh, get the word out or get you get you to where you need to deliver the services quicker, faster, better, it's a very positive thing. I would uh, I would sell it on that basis. It's not like you're you know touting Philip Morris or. Uh, well, for the record, I do like Philip Morris. I, as an investment, I'm sure they, they make cancer sticks and they kind of weed out the the non thinkers of society. <laughs> <laughs> But I digress. Um, yeah, I get your point, Carl. That's a good point. When you invest in a company, you're helping them get capital so they can go out, spread the word, and get their, their life-saving technologies out there. So I, I guess I should have looked at it that way, other than looking at it as, sweet, I made 35%. It's a win-win, Rob. It's a win-win. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Carl. But, uh, hey, I got one Uh-oh. more for you. Go ahead. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, hey, uh I know some older people, and they're not ready for the barbecue at your place. They're you know, <laughs> decent taxpayers, at least they were in the past. Uh, public employees, ex-school teacher, blah, 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 blah. They're a little worried about their pensions. They're both dependent upon the state of California, and uh, they're kicking around and asking me questions about managed payout funds. Uh, and I was wondering if you had any read on these things. There's, I think uh, Fidelity offers one, and Vanguard offers a couple of them. And what's your what's your take on those uh, as a as a viable concept for managing their retirement income would be? Yeah, Carl, I got a hard break that I got to stick to right here, but I'm going to talk about managed payout funds when we come back and the perception of the safety of of pensions and or not. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the support. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to be talking a little bit about home sales. On top of that, we're going to be talking about the big one-year anniversary party, March 25th at O'Neill's. Birthday party for me. I'm turning one. I'm teething. Aren't I cute? 
800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm Rob Black. This segment is all about Kim Commando. I told our last caller, Carl, that I'd talk about managed payout funds, but I'm going to push that back 15 more minutes to about 47, 13 till, because I want to talk to Kim Commando. She's a digital goddess. She's got her own radio show. She's bigger than me. So in the, in the totem pole, I'm on bottom. She's on top. In the pyramid, I'm, I'm on the floor. She's at the top. It's Kim Commando. How are you, Kim? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. So, got a new program director here. And, um, oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, radio. Um, he wants nice us to guy. do... He, real nice guy. Uh, his name's Ricky. Ricky from New York. He's a Yankees fan. Um, that's about all I know. So, so you're not singing the song, Ricky, Don't Lose My Number? That's a good one. When he comes in studio to fire me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we Thanks have to come up. Us, Rob. <laughs> One of the things I got to do, I got to go more feature oriented because features are easy to track on radio because you could tag the feature like uh, Kim Commando. So we're going to tag sure. you, Kim Commando, but we're going to need a song to bring you in to help tag it. Is there any she's song? A lady. What's that? Use my same song. It's uh, she's a lady. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The Wayne Newton one? No, not the Wayne. It's the. It's actually we could send it to you. It's um, so you can hear it. It's the Tom Jones remix. Okay, Tom Jones. Okay. But it's the remix, not the one from the seventies. It's the, it's the one that they actually used in the movie. I don't know if you remember. It was the movie Tu Wong Fu. I'm so Julie sorry, I, mi- I missed that one. You know what? It is a fabulous movie. That's probably about fifteen, probably about fifteen years old now, at least. Really? Anyway, it's it's about these um, transvestites that go across the country. Anyway, it's a great movie. But inside there is a song that Tom Jones remixed. Okay. She's a lady. See how it's all coming together now? So, yes, we need to have feature-oriented stuff. Yeah, and if you can forward that on to Miss Heidi, our producer, uh, we will get that on probably next week for you. You know, we were going to talk about the laptops that are being stolen, but have but everybody that I've been talking to today all wants to talk about this chat roulette. Really? I brought that up last, or you brought that up last week, and uh, chat roulette, where you get a video camera, you jump online, and you can be randomly Beth, set did up. You, did you try it? I did not. Okay, good. But All I did right. hear feedback from people who did that thought it was hilarious and, and a lot of fun. Okay, well, I don't know if it's hilarious or a lot of fun, but I don't know. Four out of five times I had young men that were trying to uh, show me their intellect. You met young men online? <laughs> That's a story, Kim. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't meet them. Oh. I saw some personal parts of them online. <laughs> this is going to be a Good Morning America. This is a scoop. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like looking around in my office, like, oh my god, I'm really just doing research, you know. So it's just awful, it's awful being the digital goddess. So yeah, I've got to go through all these sites. I have to harm my brain just to keep everybody all up to date. Okay, okay. Um, so tell us a little bit. What did you learn at Chat Roulette? I learned that there are uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people with that think that it's kind of, I guess, cool to expose their private parts. That's true. I, I just went to Google and I typed in chat roulette. Mm-hmm. And on YouTube, there's a whole collection of people messing with other people on chat roulette. 
Yeah, it's turned into like a, a game now because initially it was just a lot of, you know, obvious stuff that's, that we've talked about. But now people are taking pictures of each other because if on a webcam, a lot of people don't realize is that you can snap a picture, right? Right. So, so they're taking pictures of people that they see on Chat Roulette doing whatever they might be doing <laughs> and putting it to YouTube. I mean, what a, what a society we live in. <laughs> but, but the thing that's frightening to me is that, especially like on your Mac, when, you're, uh, when your webcam gets turned on, it's not like there's a blue light or anything that shows up. So your webcam's on and your microphone's on, and then, uh, then lo and behold, there you are. Okay, so on the, YouTube. basically what this is, it's, um, and again, to set people up, you have a laptop, I have a laptop, you have a desktop, I have a desktop, and you go to the website chatroulette.com, and it's interesting because the moment you see someone, you get a lot of disconnects, or maybe you get a little bit of interest, maybe a little love, maybe a little chemistry. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty horrific. Yeah, they do. It's pretty horrific, because like, I'm at one uh, right now on YouTube, where a guy yeah. basically hung himself. He's dead. Oh, that's nice. Or he's That's put up, or he's put up a mannequin that looks dead. So anytime someone clicks, anyone someone clicks on him, it looks like That's the guy killed thing. himself. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that don't have a lot to do during the day and night, and so they they come up with these ways to entertain themselves. But it's, who actually is behind it is a 17 year old kid in Russia, and it has spawned a whole bunch of knockoff sites now. Really? That uh, that people are saying, well, you know, this is kind of cool, and maybe there's a way that we can do advertising now. Anonymous users on the internet, there are several sites where you could go for anonymous chat, and invariably nine times out of ten, that's going to end up in some type of sexual chat. Now. This uh, these anonymous video chats. This is kind of the first time that the video has been enabled. Now you do have to say that you agree to turn on your webcam, but once you agree, that's it. You are you're you're there for the taking, and then you hit play, and then you can go to the next person, the next person, the next person, and um, and you can uh, you can just travel all around the virtual world. Is there any risk doing it? Like when you're turning on your webcam, is there any risk that our, our computers can be taken over? Uh, not that they're taken over, just that you might see something that might be really disturbing. Okay. Uh, and, you know, obviously, it's, this is something I've already talked to the kids in my family about it. You know, don't even think that going to this site would be an okay idea, and even yet, just to investigate it. And yet we're talking about it, therefore we're encouraging it, because children are deviants, they will do what they will do. Yeah, but, you know, with threat of taking away everything that they have, <laughs> they might not do it. <laughs> like, you know, for example, um, you know, I, I mean, my son knows I can go through the logs. I mean, it must really stink to be my kid because I get um, everything that he buys on the iPhone. I get an email from uh, he's trying to convince me that this M-rated game is not really M-rated and that at nine years old he should be able to get this driving game because he doesn't really listen to the curse words <laughs> that are being said in the game. He has a point. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it, but I do because I'm so on top of all this stuff. And so if he hears about it at school, I just told, you know, like I told him, I said, you know, you, there's these video chats. Don't even go to it because I'll take, I'll take the MacBook away. And then when the MacBook goes away, the Xbox goes away, the iPhone goes away, and you'll be sitting in your room reading. So when you got on the chat, or like, let's give it a little bit more, but did you get into any conversations, or was it like, oh, it's, it's Kim Commando, I'm moving on? Like, what was the reaction when people saw you, a good-looking woman, on the other end of the video chat? Well, I... 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 I, I felt really uncomfortable. 
Okay. I felt like my privacy was being invaded, especially there was there's one young man who was exposing himself and and I was like, "Oh my gosh." You know, I just you know, I don't consider myself that much of a prude, but I was looking at what was going on on these and I'm thinking you know what? I just, I just don't need to see this. So what you're telling me is it's a, a world filled of deviants that um, you're, you're highly discouraging this. I, I certainly didn't find it to be entertaining on any given level. You seem upset they, by this. They well, what they did is they they actually came up and they did some demographic research. Believe it or not, they can do that based upon cookies. Okay. That are being sent throughout the internet. And they found most people that are are using these uh, anonymous video chats are young males between the ages of fourteen and nineteen, and so that's primarily what you're getting there. Now, of course, there there are other demographics, but you know this is what they're doing. Okay. Anything else that we need and, to know? Because it's almost time for us to boot you. Uh, no. How was that feature segment? Did that do good? Um, it's weird. I'll I'll go backwards on you and say that was weird because you're upset by it, and I can hear. It, it jarred you. I don't want to say it changed your life, but this is part of the internet that, that's pretty dark and a closet that we don't want to yeah. see, it sounds like. You know what? It did bother me. You know what? That was pretty astute of you. I mean, it it really did bother me. I, I you know, I'm not a Pollyanna. I'm from New York City. I mean, you know, I've traveled the world. But to have a webcam turned on and this beaming directly into my office or to my home, I, I felt like, you know, wait a minute, this is my this is my personal space and I don't need to have you in my space. Can this mature though? Can it evolve it from like the kids started it and then like for instance, I know a lot of sixty year old widows that I would love for them to meet another man and like have some companionship in their life. Sure. My mother's my mother's one of them, yes. Um could this ever evolve there where you have to be sixty plus, join a club, you know, um call it morning your spouse dot you know, roulette or something like that. Find a new spouse well, roulette. Yeah, I mean, or or just you know, someone to talk to. There's a lot of lonely people in the world. A lot of lonely people. But if if they could just have a, a conversation, I mean, and that's what Facebook is all about: people communicating. And MySpace, not so much anymore, unless you're in another different demographic. And <laughs> that seems to be gravitating towards that. But I, w- I would hope that it does mature into something. We certainly have the technology, and we all have the bandwidth to have video chats. And, and if you haven't tried Skype with your family, I think you're missing out, because it is something that I use with my family. But again, having my family beamed into my kitchen is one thing. Having a naked 16-year-old boy uh, is something else. So when you saw the naked 16-year-old boy, did you say instantly to yourself, that's that must be Rob Black. Did, uh, did you out me? Yes. <laughs> that uh, you know what? That because it was so substantial. And I said that must be him. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I got to cut you on that. It's Kim Commando. You can hear her Sundays from one to three. One to three here. She's a digital goddess, and I, I think here she is, digital goddess, telling us there is a closet that she is a little bit weirded out by. And I think that's cool. I think that's a, a, a good use of converse, conversation. Like, not all things internet are golden. Chatroulette.com for those who want to play at home. Chatroulette.com. It's the Rob Black Show. Kim Commando. Sundays, 1 to 3 here on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. She's a lady.
show. One of my favorite movie quotes of all time. I know you're saying weird, weird introduction to favorite movie quotes of all time, but it was it was in the Jungle Book when the snake said, trust me. For some reason, anytime I think about financial and money managers and annuity salespeople, I just see them as the snake from the Jungle Book. And I hated the Jungle Book. It was one of those Disney movies that you're like, lame. I don't know, just too exotic or something for me that I just, I don't know. I couldn't identify with a jungle boy. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Kim Commando was just on, and that segment didn't really work for me, but Heidi said that was a good segment. And one of the things that we talked about was chatroulette.com. And she's really bummed out by chatroulette. Kim Commando's really bummed out. To me, to sum her up, it's kind of like it's a room in her house in the closet that she will never, ever open up and let anyone see. Two people hook up. You turn on your video camera, and boom, suddenly you're connected to someone else's video camera is on. You can chat. A lot of young women there. A lot of young men there. Think about uh, from the pedophile's angle. Holy mackerel. Danger, danger. But also just you know, the, the juvenile behavior that could be unleashed there is pretty big. Any areas on the web that just make you... Uh, Vomit in your mouth and want to die. Uh, there's, I, I remember, I hate people that send out, oh, you got to go check out this website. It's, it shows you motorcycle accidents, photos of motorcycle accidents. That's one of the area of the internet I don't need. I don't need to go there. In fact, when my friends try to say, oh, you have to go check out this disgusting you know, video or you have to go check out this disgusting uh, photo, I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No way. No shape. No how. I don't want it anymore. So I think Kim's on to something there, and I don't quite know what it is, but you can call in and say, there is horrible. And tell me what it is, and uh, do we need it or not need it? Anyway, um, tomorrow I'm going to do an Academy Award financial show, so I'm going to highlight financial movies, and just give me for an hour, I'm going to go over about 10 movies that taught us great financial lessons. So... Yes, it will be kind of lame because the Academy Awards are right around the corner. But no, it won't be as lame as other shows because uh, there will be you know money-making secrets revealed. Super special, spectacular birthday bash, March 25th at O'Neill's Pub with me and Heidi. Sweet. You can come meet both of us and hang out, and um, it should be a good time. You can uh, s- not sign up for that event, but you'll learn more about that event. O'Neill's Pub, March 25th. O'Neill's Pub, March 25th. And a special guest there will be me. Sweet. Sweet. Um, Before we went to break, Carl called in and he said, what do you think about these managed payout funds? And ultimately, let's kind of go over what they are. They're designed to give monthly income without exhausting capital. A lot of income generating options in retirement require that you set up your own payment schedule. They do it for you. So if you want a 5% return, they'll say here. Vanguard has them, Fidelity has them, Schwab has them. Automatically generate monthly income that's set for each year. It resets, though. They adjust prepayment amounts each January, which could be higher or lower than the current payments. They seek to lessen the impact of market volatility. They try to combine complementary asset classes investments. They're designed to maintain or grow your investment and not lose. They came public in 2007. The opposite of them would be what we call Fidelity Freedom Funds or Life Cycle Funds or Life Funds, where if you're 20 and you're going to retire in 40 years, you pick up the 2050 fund. This is I'm 50 or I'm 60. 
I'm done. And I need it to last until I'm 70, 80, 90. I need 7% a year from it. They're not bad funds, but they do tend to have risk. Sometimes they don't work out as expected. So they're not ideal. They came out at a rotten time, so they're really big old turkey funds. Um, because a lot of people put investment into it and then found out that, yeah, there was risk. And, yes, the assets can go down. So in a sideways and an up market, in a sideways market, they're going to be great. In an up market, you're going to lose out on upside performance. In a down market, you're going to get some protection. In theory, 90% of the payouts are coming from the fund's capital. Now, ideally, you'd like to see the payments come uh, out of investment earnings but and not the capital. So there is some cons of it. Would I do it? No. I would rather you set up your own income strategy with a financial planner who gets to know you instead of using a product that's lumped together for many others. Mutual funds are not insured. A lot of the funds perform worse than the overall market. Since some market benchmarks do not count income from dividends that compare to them, it's really per- worse performance. Even funds that perform better than the benchmark can be negatively affected. Uh, some mutual funds still charge fees upon purchase. So there's there's cost inside of these things. I don't think they're ideal. I think they're okay to below average product. I think they're kind of lazy. And in retirement, I'd rather you um, not not be kind of lazy. So that's my official opinion on those funds. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, home numbers are important. Home, it's where I want to be. It's my favorite Talking head song uh, because I've always, I moved 16 times before I was 18 years old, so I never had a real sense of home. To this day, I don't have a strong sense of home. Getting there, but not quite there yet. But a lot of people, the word home means my retirement nest egg in California. Number of contracts to buy previously owned U.S. homes declined in January. So this is a little bit of economic data that came out today, which is showing that that extension of the tax credit, it's not really sparking interest. I, the, the message I have got to get out there is that these were weak numbers, and it's going to be a long time before we get back to crazy speculation on the housing market. Now, the Index of purchase agreements or pending home sales fell 7.6%. And the measure slumped a record 13.7% in December. So you could say it's maybe a little bit better. Now, some people are going to point to snowstorms. Snowstorms in February probably limited contract signings and sales that month as well. Now, a lack of jobs is the bigger issue. Mounting foreclosures, bigger issue. Depressed confidence of people, pretty big issue. It's going to take housing time to rebound. Housing will never do what it did from 2002 to 2006, ever again. It may have years where it outperforms the stock market, but generally speaking, stocks are going to beat bonds, and bonds, generally speaking, are going to beat housing over 10, 20, and 30-year periods. The abnormally severe and prolonged winter, it's affected large regions. But if you were to look at areas like the West, where there really wasn't that bad as far as snowstorms go, they were horrible numbers. Pending home sales are considered a leading indicator of real estate prices. There's lagging indicators. There's leading indicators. Like, for instance, unemployment is considered a lagging indicator. Pickup in hourly work week considered a leading indicator. It means in the future we're going to have more jobs. Past jobs are past jobs. We've already fired them. So it's a lagging indicator. Sales of previously owned homes dropped 7.2% in January after a record decline in 
um, December and November. So it's it's stunning to see. Now, other economic data that came out today, the bad news was in housing. Initial jobless claims fell from a three-month high. Initial jobless claims, what that means. What that means is I got laid off and I go to the unemployment office and I say, I just initially got laid off. Give me my uh, unemployment check. So that number is still stubbornly high at 469,000. Right around 400,000, we create more jobs than we lose. So that's that, that number that we're looking for. So that's kind of a push to slightly negative. But productivity came out this morning, the economic data. It measures you, your output per hour. It rose about 7% year over year. And what that means is your boss is coming to you and saying, you know what? Like, for instance, here at Clear Channel, we just fired a program director of two stations. We hired one of four stations. So basically, we got an extra two stations for the same dollar. So we got more productivity out of one position. If that makes any sense at all. Or you probably understand this. Like Heidi is an hourly employee here. She gets paid her hours. And they go, Heidi, we need you to do another show. There's a gay and lesbian show starting on Green 960. And we need you to do that. And she's like, well, before I was doing three shows, now you're asking me to do four. So yes, that's how productivity looks. It's when your boss is pounding you, pounding you to do more work, or ultimately just do more work because the person around the corner is gone. Or maybe your company started a website that took you know Ken away from the corner, corner cubicle. Anyway, you get the idea. So productivity is a good number. And we saw that's a good number. It's a bad number if you're an employee, but it's a good number for the economy. I know. I know. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.